the end zone, has a man open, touchdown, Justin Blackman. Welcome in everybody to another edition of Locked On Pokes. I'm your host, Colby Powell. Glad everyone is with me on this Wednesday. Hit me up on Twitter at Colby J. Powell at Locked On Pokes. And remember to check out our partners, Boone Pickens State, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Boone Pickens State. Joining me now as he does every Wednesday is Dion Amade. You can find Dion across social media uh, on Twitter at Dion Amade underscore 28. That's I-M-A-D-E, Dion Amade. Dion, what's going on? Man, <laughs> it's, it's, it's been a week, you know, and it all started on Friday. It's and been a week. We had a weekend, and we had a weekend to cool down, and it seems like it just, it didn't, it didn't cool down the flames. It only intensified it. Yeah, let so, me ask you a man, question. So, so, so I, I have a very important question I want to ask you, um, and this is crucial to your continued participation in the show going forward. Do you hate the NCAA? With a... Good answer. Because I'm instituting a rule on this show. There is now a rule on this show. It's a standing rule (laughs) that anyone who doesn't hate the NCAA is not allowed to come on because it is a sham of an institution who I guess, Dion, it just just does whatever it wants. They're just making it up as they go, and the student athletes are the victims. That's that's the sick part. Mike Boynton talked about it yesterday on Jeff Goodman's podcast. He said, look, it's not about the kids. It's about power. They want to demonstrate their power, and that's what they're trying to do here, and it, it really makes me sick. Yeah, man, and it, the thing that's frustrating about it, and I know it's not equivalent to everything that's going on in this country right now with African-Americans and police brutality, but it's a, it's a comparison to it. It's, it's not equal at all by any means. I want to reiterate that for everybody to say it's not equal at all. It's not the same, but it, it goes with the same example. It's literally injustice for the student athlete. And I, I made sure that it was that case because I don't want to get it misconstrued as far as the word, how it's being used in our culture right now, the injustice that's going on. It's injustice from the internet. Here's the definition of an injustice, a lack of fairness or just. This sounds like it, it, it lack fits of fairness the Or justice. It's, it's, it fits right there in black and white. It's not fair that Oklahoma State decided decided to, you know, be upstanding and say, hey, something went wrong in our program. We understand that. We know that you guys are going to investigate. We will help you investigate. We know we had a player do something wrong. We will help you by self-imposing our own punishments before you have to impose yours. The fact of the matter is, is and, and that's where I want to get started off here today, Colby, and I, and I want your opinion on this as well, if you, if you can think back into what, what occurred. The player that it, it all initiated from in that 2017 season was Jeffrey Carroll, okay? I know Jeffrey Carroll. Jeffrey Carroll graduated with my little brother in high school, Rollett High School graduate, okay? Same, same, same class as my little brother, okay? When he came to OSU, I became familiar with him. I, I, I talked to him. When he took that money, he was on his way out 
of Oklahoma State. You got to remember the NBA, they do this thing where you can enter your name into the draft, get your projection, go do the your scouting and all that. And if you don't like your grade or if you don't like the way things are going, you can come back. You can come back. If, if, if anything, that's the one of the right things that the NCAA has has been able to do as far as their rules. Maybe one of the only. Okay, and so he goes, he does the tryouts, he does everything right, and, and because of that, he, I guess he needs some kind of financial aid or he, he, he has the opportunity to be able to have financial advisors or whatever, so the coach that was, you know, uh, imprisoned for his acts and, and the things that he was doing in the program gave him a little bit of money. Three hundred dollars. Three hundred bucks. All right. Maybe not, not three thousand. Not three million. No. Three hundred dollars. No. And and maybe he used that for a plane ticket or who knows what. Okay. But when he decided, he he thought he was on his way out of Oklahoma State University. He thought that would have been a legal thing to accept. When so, he so you're saying he thought back, that he had played his last game as a cowboy. Exactly. He, he thought he was yeah. no longer. No longer a, a student athlete. He was just an athlete. He was a professional. Okay? So he decides to come back. And when that takes place, the university finds out about the money, and they sit him down for how much? Three or five games. Three Whatever games. it was. They did, the due, they, did, they did the due diligence of seeing something that the NCA would impose because of the violation, and they did it themselves. And now you're telling me a university that that goes to that extent to take care of its own program, you're saying, ah, we understand that you're one of the guys that do the, does the right things, but we're going to slap you on the wrist, not slap you on the wrist. We're going to take a, a paddle and take it to your backside again and again and again because you're one of the good ones because you do the right things. What sense does that make? Yeah, and this is just so you and I were texting back and forth on Friday, just right after this came out. So, I mean, 10 minutes after this came out, we were texting. So, I, I mean, we're we're angry, and uh, these are not texts that I can read on the air due to uh, due to some of the wordings uh, that were used here. But one, one of these, you, you mentioned the cooperation. We were talking about Kansas. And so one of the texts I sent to you, I said, yeah, OSU co- cooperated and KU told them to go bleep themselves. Moral of the story, don't tell the NCAA bleep they don't already know. Don't. Don't help them. Don't here. Here's the no. thing. Whenever let, let's compare this, if we will, to uh, like an actual law situation. If you're dealing with the law, you've gotten yourself in trouble. If you cooperate, there is incentive for that. What's the incentive for cooperating with the law? You get a lesser punishment if you cooperate. I, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at the exact opposite thing happening with the NCAA, where Oklahoma State cooperates and then they bring the hammer down because now they've got information from Oklahoma State cooperating and they levy the harshest possible punishment that they can come up with, even though Oklahoma State cooperated the entire way and made every step exactly right. So I think the message they wanted to send to college basketball was, if you break our rules, there will be severe consequences. I think the message they ended up sending was, if you break our rules, you better not cooperate with us. You better do what Kansas did and give us two middle fingers, because if you don't, we're going to use anything you tell us to kill you. And here's the thing, man. As the, the NCA, as a business, okay, and the NCA, and, and don't don't misconstrue that. Or as much as they want to file their taxes as a 
a a a uh, what's that a, a nonprofit, a non-profit organization. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as much as they want to follow their taxes, that a this joke. is a business. And what a what a silly business business model. Okay, you have, and for lack there of a better word, you have a product. Okay, and the product are these games, and the people that are putting these games are are the players. So let's say technically the players are the product, and your product is starting to find elsewhere to go sell the merchandise. They're finding the NBA G League. They're finding overseas. They're finding so many, so many other places to go. One guy, you know, decided to be an intern for a shoe company and then into the draft. I mean, they're finding so many other places to go sell your product. Okay? That's a great point. And this is what you're saying right now. Oh, we know they're leaving. We know that the top level athletes are, are going elsewhere, but let's, let's go ahead and impose a punishment against them anyways. Okay. Let's, let's go ahead and give them another reason to leave. We, I'm, I'm listening to ESPN and uh, I guess the number two or the number three player in the 2023 class, Mikey Williams, he's all over Instagram all over YouTube, has amazing bounce for a freshman in high school, scored like 71 so or 72 be what, like points 15 in a game. years old? Bro, homie is young, but he is is the next up-and-comer, man. He is in that same draft class as LeBron James Jr.'s son. He, Ooh, he, nice. He's up there, bro. But he's not even the number one kid in the class. But this kid right here, Mikey Williams, is talking about going to go play at HBCU. Whoa. Instead of, you know, going into one of the big organizations, he understands what he can do. And instead of, like, going and playing for a big-time, big, top-level school that helps the NCAA, that brings in money for the NCAA, that, that's one of the, uh, the, 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 the driving forces for, for this machine that the NCAA puts together, he's talking about going back to a college that helps his culture and his people. Do you think that would happen if the NCA was fair and just? Do you think that would be happening if people under if, if somebody inside that building understood that we need the players and we can't keep punishing the players like this? Yeah, no, that, that's it a good question. About. That's a good question. I want to do this. We're we're way over. We need to take a quick break. I want to come back on the other side and I want to kind of finish or, or continue your thought here because I've I've kind of got some thoughts on it as well. Deion Amade is with me. Uh, we're going over everything that happened with the NCAA uh, and the unjust punishment that was handed down to Oklahoma State on Friday. We'll talk about the appeals process, Oklahoma State's chances there. Stay with us here on Locked On Pokes. Welcome back to Locked on Pokes, rolling along here on a Wednesday. Colby Powell, Dion Amade, still fuming about the NCAA's ruling on Friday against Oklahoma State. And Dion, I want to follow up on what you were saying before we went to break about the top talent in college basketball going elsewhere. And, and it is damaging the product of the NCAA. The one and done we know has not been good for college basketball. That's likely going away here uh, after two seasons from now, I believe, uh, is whenever that rule is rumored to going to change. But But, Dion, if Cade Cunningham decides to go to the G League, then effectively what the NCAA will have done 
is taking the best player in this class, the highest rated point guard recruit of all time, higher than Kyrie Irving, John Wall, Brandon Jennings, all these guys uh, who've gone on to NBA stardom up. Obviously, Brandon Jennings in the same league as those other two guys, but he was one of those high, high recruits coming out of high school. Cade Cunningham, better than all of them. So essentially what the NCAA is willing to do is get that guy off your TV screen, lose all the dollars that come along with that elite of a player being a collegiate athlete, being in the tournament, doing all these things. And the the reason that they're willing to lose that and damage their own product of college basketball is because Lamont Evans took 18 grand for himself from Adidas in 2017. And now you're going to punish Oklahoma State and Cade Cunningham, and you're going to punish yourself by taking potentially your best product off the floor. Cade Cunningham is the best player in the country day one when he steps on the court. And Dion, the NCAA is just willing to say, to hell with it. If you want to go to the G League, go to the G League. It's, it's just so odd to me that at this, this exact year is the year that they're imposing those postseason bans. Like, it's so weird to me, Kobe, that it's just a coincidence that the year that Oklahoma State has possibly its best recruiting class, possibly its best player coming to the university, that's the year that they want to impose this postseason ban. Is is it a coincidence or do they hate Oklahoma State? Because you remember Des Bryant also cooperated with the NCAA, told the truth at every turn, and then they threw the book at Des Bryant, suspended him for a calendar year for having dinner with Deion Sanders. It... It's like, the, it's like they have a vendetta against Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State always gets the harshest penalty possible that's always an overreach. And I don't understand where this hatred is coming from. Like, what did we do to the, the, the people that, that be, you know, the people that make the decisions up there for us to continually getting these harsh penalties? Like, I don't, don't understand, like... Now, here's the conspiracy theory, or here's what people, some people said. I heard it. Uh, I heard it pop up on somebody's radar as far as on Robert Allen's show that I did on Friday. Is was it a situation where they think it's unfair that we hired his brother, and so therefore that's how they thought that we got him? Do they think they're punishing us because of that? Is there something inside those walls of the NCAA that they're punishing us for that? But that, but here's my theory. That can't be the case because here's a trend of harsh penalties against Oklahoma State that have occurred. This isn't the first one. Yeah, this is not the first one. And, you know, this could go back to there was a former Oklahoma State baseball player named Andrew Oliver. Uh, and Andrew Oliver, I, 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 it's been many years since this took place. Uh, this was in the mid-2000s, I believe. And uh, they sued, Oklahoma State Baseball and Andrew Oliver sued the NCAA uh, challenging a rule uh, that bans college baseball players from using legal advisors in contract negotiations with professional teams. Something happened. They ruled him ineligible. He wasn't ineligible. Uh, they sued. And Oklahoma State, and specifically Andrew Oliver, won and received a $750,000 settlement from the NCAA which ended that lawsuit. Uh, so I don't know if, you, you know, Oklahoma State's just been on their radar since, but I, I can't figure out why Oklahoma State would be levied this punishment. And, and because, again, I go back to the Des Bryant thing. Don't cooperate with the NCAA. 
Des told them everything that they wanted to know. Everything. And what they do? They hit him with a calendar year. A calendar year in what was supposed to be a great season for Oklahoma State football. I know you're from Texas. I don't know how well you remember that. But I remember when that ruling got handed down, it was such a major, major blow to what was supposed to be a really special Oklahoma State season. And it's the same thing now with Cade. Cade, Cade's coming in. You know, you and I have talked. We're really excited about Oklahoma State basketball. You got football, and then basketball is going to overlap. Both sports have got elite talent uh, coming back or coming in, and this is just going to be one of the most fun seasons ever in Oklahoma State athletics. And the NCAA is like, no, no, no. No fun for you. No fun. No winning for Oklahoma State. I just... Man, it, it really makes me sick the more and more I think about it and talk about it. And, and it's going to be sticking around for who knows how long because we've got this appeals process uh, and everything else. Let me, uh, let, let's take one quick break, Dion, one last break. We'll come back on the other side. Uh, we'll hit everything we haven't gotten to yet, wrap this conversation up. Everybody stay with us here on Locked on Pokes. Welcome back. Wrapping things up here on a Wednesday. Colby Powell, Dion Imade. Uh, I almost said wrapping things up on a Friday. Uh, this feels like Friday. This will be my last show of the week. I usually do Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Uh, let me explain real quick. Dion's still with me. We're going to get back into all this stuff with Oklahoma State and the NCAA. So uh, Friday, I'm actually going out of town. My wife and I were going to the lake, renting a boat, celebrating our anniversary. But I wouldn't be doing a show anyway because across the Locked On uh, podcast network tomorrow on every show's feed tomorrow. Uh, the lockdown podcast network had eight hosts, um, eight, uh, of, of the black hosts on the lockdown podcast network got together and essentially did a round table discussing, uh, their dealings with the police in America, their dealings with racism in America. It is a powerful, powerful conversation. It it is not the usual Oklahoma State programming that I know that you all come here for, but I highly, highly recommend uh, and suggest that you listen to that conversation because it is powerful. Uh, And and again, as I expressed last week uh, with the support that we've received from the Locked On Podcast Network, uh, with the encouragement that the Locked On Podcast Network uh, has given us to be vocal uh, about wanting change, uh, donations that hosts have made across the country are, are being matched by the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, and they've been incredibly, incredibly supportive. So tomorrow, listen to that roundtable conversation uh, and, and hear actual real people's stories uh, about the racism and the things that they've experienced in this country. Uh, it's always good to listen to others and have that perspective. So uh, Dion Amade is with me here on a Wednesday. And Dion, as we dive back in, uh, you know, this appeals process it, it, it can go a few different ways. First off, uh, Oklahoma State has to have the, the appeal in the paperwork filed by June 20th. At that point, the NCAA's website says that most of these matters are resolved within 110 days, but they can really take as long as they want to as long as they get it right. Uh, now, 110 days would be September 24th. That would be uh, when that date hits. That's 110 days from June 20th. So, the question now becomes how many of these guys choose to still come to Oklahoma State? How many of the current players choose to stay and not transfer? Uh, Donovan Williams, Rondell Walker, Isaac Likely, all these guys have already come out, said that they support their coach, reaffirmed their commitment to Oklahoma State. Uh, but there are still decisions to be made. Uh, and then what are Oklahoma State's chances to actually win the appeal? 
Man, I, I don't know the answer to that. Winning appeals is incredibly tough in the NCAA if you go back uh, and look at the statistics on winning the appeals. It's really about a 10% chance to win your appeal uh, against the NCAA. Now, I think Oklahoma State has a really good chance. They could be the one in 10, but there's a very real chance, Dion, that these uh, the, these punishments don't get overturned, and this is something Oklahoma State has to deal with. So we'll be watching this, I guess, for the better part of the next four months. Yeah, and, and we're going to all be put, putting a close eye on this, and people have to find a way to contribute and make our voices heard and, and, and scream out this injustice for our university. I mean, that's something that we need to think about, and once we find what the best way to do so, we need to echo that across the board. In my opinion right now, the media is doing a good job. I mean, articles and, and have been written. It hasn't been talked about too much on the national standpoint uh, as far as, you know, the way I take in media, which is podcasts and, and radio. But, I mean, it, it's, it's a big talking point, and I think everybody needs to do their part, get on social media, scream out this injustice, and, and, and let your voice be heard, and let the NCAA hear it. I mean, but as far as long term, I mean, and I, I don't want to continue to, you know, compare these two situations as far as, but I mean, both of them are injustices. One's just much bigger than the other as far as what's going on in our culture right now and police brutality. Absolutely. The way way to solve both of these issues is to fight the establishment from within. And I think that's going to be the ultimate solution to all these problems. I mean, there has to be somebody that graduates from OSU that puts himself in the place where, hey, I want to give my part of the country, I want to put my team on my back, and I want to put the school that I love in a place where there needs to be some justice. And that means, you know, as much as we just stated that this, we do not agree with all the, the most of the decisions the NCAA makes, how much we despise them, but if you want to make a change, it has to be change from within the protesting and the and 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 saying all your piece that you can on on a large the largest platform that you have is all well and done and somebody will hear and somebody might be inspired by it but you need to go within those walls to make change just like uh with these protesters that are talking about black lives matter and the police brutality people are saying this so the people inside those buildings can hear and be inspired to create change so it's better for the people that are out there on the street. I think the same thing needs to go on here, okay? Somebody in the NCAA needs to hear the cries of Oklahoma State and make the change within those walls that allows us to be a better university. Let us be great. That's the cry. Let us be great. Yeah, that, that's really well said. And like you said, you, you don't want to compare how serious the two instance, all instances are whenever we talk about police brutality and everything that we're really fighting for change right now in our country. But at, at the very base level, whenever you look at the NCAA uh, and, and the way the, the police have operated, well, what are we looking at? We're looking at an abuse of power. Those who are in power uh, taking it you know, way too far and essentially uh, doing so without repercussion. And, and so all we're asking yeah. for 
for, uh, all we're asking for as a country, all we're asking for uh, in, in collegiate athletics is a system where those in power are truly there to uh, help those that they govern, to help those that, that they are over as opposed to, um, you, you know, make their lives harder, make their lives more miserable uh, and abuse that power. So uh, while again, and you said several times, not comparing the two as to how serious they are, but, but just the abuse of power aspect, uh, I, I definitely think that that is a good comparison. Um, I, I really hope Dion, that Cade sticks around, Rondell Walker and all these guys stick around. I think Oklahoma State has a chance on appeal, but I'm telling you, Mike Boynton has been so, so phenomenal. And I said this on Monday, you know, he's handled this with so much more class than I have or than I intend to. I, I don't pretend to have half the class that Mike Boynton has. And when he talks about his players, Dion, you can hear how much he cares about his players and about his yeah. guys. And, and he even said on, on Jeff Goodman's podcast yesterday, this isn't about me re-recruiting these guys. This is about me helping them do whatever is best for them. And, and I love everything that he said. And I hope that all these guys stick around. If they don't, I don't blame them for a second. I hold no ill will toward any player who decides that staying at Oklahoma State isn't best for him with these sanctions in place. Um, I, I really hope that Mike Boynton is in Stillwater for the long haul because you know Dion. sometimes people just get it and, and it can be anything yeah. it, it can be anything it's subjective but sometimes people let, and let coaches me, just get it and Mike Boynton does let me say one thing about that and that's one of the things that I really wanted to be able to express the fact that I when I was on Robert's show everybody was saying man I hope our administration and I hope Mike Boynton tear the the NCAA up and they give them their words and they're as angry as we are. The thing that's different about Mike Boynton that everybody has to understand that they need to understand is for a long time, the African-American male, the black male has been, everybody feared them and the injustice has been brought upon them because that's just an angry black man. That's just an angry black man. And so because of that, when you're in the, in the eyes of the public, when you're in the forefront, you cannot be the angry black man. You have to compose yourself and handle situations better than people expect you to. Mike Bolton did an excellent job handling it with class, expressing himself, but not seeming as if he's the angry black man. As much as everybody wants him to like just rip the NCAA and, and call them all kinds of names, he can't do that because not only is he fighting for us, but he's also fighting for our culture and he's also fighting for the next African-American male trying to get into a, a, a spot where he can better himself, his family, and move the culture forward. Mike Morton did an excellent job excellent job of conveying himself and handling himself appropriately in these rough, rough times. Absolutely, Dion. That is incredibly well said. Uh, you were great today. Everything you brought to the table, uh, great, great stuff. We will get together and do it again next week. Uh, maybe next week we'll be a little less angry. Hopefully the NCAA doesn't come down with any more punishments between now and next Wednesday. Yeah, let's hope so. Absolutely. Dion, thanks, man. Have a good week. You too, Kobe.
All right, that's Dion Amade. joins me every Wednesday here on Locked On Pokes. Remember to listen to the Locked On Podcast Network's roundtable on race tomorrow across every feed on the Locked On Podcast Network. You're not going to want to miss that. It is a powerful, powerful conversation. Check that out. Hit me up on social media at Colby J. Powell at Locked On Pokes. Follow our partners, Boone Pickens State. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Boone Pickens State. Thanks for listening once again. I am back Monday with another edition of Locked On Pokes.